1: and of course the so-called golf gate was in the summer of 2020 and Fred uh, the pandemic caused me to lose my sense of time there Would you agree with Guardy visiting your school at drop-off and collection times if it made them feel safer? This is a suggestion brought up by Councillor Kevin Sheehan at a recent meeting He joins me on the line We also have Councillor Bridie Collins uh, who is based in the Adair area and Labour Councillor Conor Sheehan is based in the city and you're all very welcome. Uh, we'll hear more from Councillor Kevin Sheehan in just a moment. But Councillor Bridie Collins, I, I don't think you necessarily agree with this. Is that the case?
2: Well, it's not that I don't necessarily agree with it. I don't agree with the, you know, sort of the heavy-handed guards coming in and issuing fines. I do agree with, you know, having safe parking zones around schools and safe drop-off. Like, you know, I'm not that long past the school drop-off stage myself. I know what it's like. I remember the angst and the, you know, the the, the, the stress of trying to get children to school on time. You know, and I, I, I appreciate all of that, but I, you know, I don't think that this is something that needs to be particularly policed by the guardie. But I do think that there needs to be, you know, some sort of Nationwide safety zone within the school. You know, within the school drop-off zones you know, themselves. Now, I mean, there's a lot of issues with school drop-off zones that they aren't particularly well uh, planned, that there isn't enough room to, you know, for cars to pull in, there isn't safe walking, pedestrian crossings for children to cross. So all of those issues need, needs to be, need to be addressed. So, you know, I think one of the things that we've called for is, you know, a survey of all the school zones within the county to see where they're at and to see what you know, what needs to be done to provide safe parking and safe drop off zones for the children but these you know these zones need to be student led or not so much student led but the, the priority should be with this should be for the students but, but you the know the only
1: thing is I mean some parents and it may be a minority but some of them behave like they're max verstappen don't they absolutely
2: and I, I absolutely but i don't think we should be mitigating for the few that are not holding the law or not being respectful for the other road users or the or particularly the students you know so i think that most schools if i'm you know if i can I'm not speaking for the schools, but you know I've been on board of management and all of that, and there does seem to be you know there is a lot of notes go home in the school bag that's now you know done through social media and that sort of stuff, and all those uh, school plans for drop offs and pickups are all you know that's all communicated to the parents you know through the children or directly to the parents, so you know it's not that they would have defined policies about drop off and and pickups but you know, there does seem to be, you know, a standard that is achieved by most schools. But yes, there is always going to be, like in any walk of life or in anything that we, you know, engage with in life, there are going to be a few that don't stick to the rules or don't stick to the general sort of, I suppose it's it's, it's just respect for your fellow human, you know, mm, or yeah. the other, you know so okay. look, you know, but we can't be mitigating for those few.
1: Right, we're chatting to Councillor Bridie Collins, uh, Councillor Kevin Sheehan, who uh, mentioned this originally, is also on the line Kevin, is there a risk of criminalising stressed, but generally hard-working, law-abiding parents by this?
0: Now, let's not run away with ourselves on this particular issue. And let's be precise. What I suggested, Joe, and good morning, by the way, Joel. Good
1: morning. How are you?
0: I'm great. Great to talk to you, Joe, and, and have your listeners on again. Well, anyway, um, what I suggested was that it would be ideal. Now, this was provided the, the resources available because we've been listening for a long time. And I agree that in certain situations, there's a scarcity of uh, Garda manpower and woman power. You have to be careful about this, that one. But anyway, um, if there is available uh, a member of the Gardaci Corner uh, that uh, could take a walk on a fine morning like this, thank God, um, take a walk towards the school and be seen heavy-handed was used there on Friday. I never suggested that a guard visiting a school would act in a heavy-handed manner. That guard doesn't deserve to wear a uniform if such an officer exists, and I don't believe they do. Many of these are parents themselves, and they would recognise straight away that weather conditions like we had in the last two or three weeks where parents are arriving and... They're conscious of the fact that it's milling rain and uh, they're trying to get the child close to the school door or school gate as as easily as possible. That's a natural inclination from a responsible parent. But when the schools were designed and funded by the Department of Education, they never provided for this requirement that we're talking about. And our own Standing departments at that time, and I'm going back a few decades now, when all those schools were built uh, and I hear there in the city there's some more to be built, we should learn from the past at least and there should be our planners should insist that there are facilities to provide safe parking for the cars bringing children to school that's a reasonable suggestion and I think that.
2: But, but Cameron,
0: I spent, what, what would I the guards Joe, I, no, I spent eight years in the guards. And the best way to get, for a guard, in my experience, to get to know a community was through the children, whether it was in a sports field or outside the school gate right. or in the school itself. But,
1: but, but what would the guard do? I mean, is this a bit like during the pandemic, no, no. the encourage and engage thing? No, no, take it easy, no. Well, I, I'm not getting excited at all. I'm just trying to
0: tease next it out. The thing is, we're, we're not in Moscow now. We're in Ireland. and there's <laughs> a good in walking, There's a good relationship between <laughs> our police force and our public. And I think, and I always believe this, that an opportunity for children to come to know the uniform, to respect the uniform, and to see the uniform as being worn by a friend of the child, rather than this suggestion of heavy-handed business. Right. No way does that guard deserve to be near a school. But As a matter of interest, are you, are you
1: aware if there are school drop-off issues in Moscow? I've never been there, Joe. <laughs> Neither have I. So, so we might we might move on some, from that one. But but you're to, you're you're talking about the, the interaction with the kids a lot there, Kevin. But I mean the bottom line is the kids aren't driving the cars. So like oh, no, what, no, about no, 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 what about no, the parents? What about the parents? What is the interaction you're talking about with the parents?
0: I I believe I believe I have my fellows rare at this stage. but I believe I'm living near a school, so I see this a couple of times a day, right? I believe that If there's a man with a smile or a lady with a smile and a uniform on them uh, outside the school, on the footpath, saluting the driver if the driver wants to be saluted and that type of thing. Friendly engagement. No such thing as a notebook or a Bible or any rubbish like that. And friendly advice to the driver. Please try to park up here. You can't park there. Don't do this. I'd advise you do the other thing. The, the, the driver of the car who has any kind of level of intelligence would respond positively to good advice from the person in uniform. Okay.
1: Okay. Well, let's now that's, one uh,
0: second. The most this hasn't been said at all. The most important thing of all is the safety of the child. That's the most important thing. That's just what. This is what instigated my thinking on this: how to provide safer conditions for okay. a child going in right. and out
1: now, of the school. No, this is this isn't just an issue in County Limerick; it's also an issue in the city. And Councillor Conor Sheehan of the Labour Party is also uh, with us. Morning to you, Conor.
3: Good morning, you? Joe. So, and I feel like I'm having flashbacks to our, one of our recent council meetings. There.
1: So, what's your take on it?
3: Well. First of all, I would say that this is actually a massive problem all over my electoral area. Um, I think it's a problem city and county. I think it's a problem that we have all over the county uh, and all over the country. And you see, the reason I think we have this problem is I think we need a cultural change because we've become so used to our cars and the, the perceived convenience of, of of our cars that you see what, widespread... Dreadful parking outside schools. I mean, you, you you only have to look at the main Dublin Road. You have to look at the Corbley Road, the the Ennis Road, O'Connell Avenue. You'll see widespread, complete blocking of footpaths by people at drop-off and collection time. You'll see people lamping the car up on 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 high curbs and all sorts of of um you know dangerous practices. The first thing I'd say is that these people first of all, are not are not bad people. The, the, the vast majority of them are only trying to get their kids to school safely. So first of all, we need to have the facilities in place so that more people can actually walk and cycle to school so we don't have these unnecessary short car journeys. But then I think we also really need to have a national campaign around parking and in particular parking on footpaths. Like I have elderly people on to me, Joe, the whole time. P- people who have mo- mobility issues, who at collection time cannot get up and down the main Corbley Road on the footpath because of of cars blocking it. And and I mean, we need to get to a stage where this is, isn't considered to be culturally ec- acceptable. And there's sort of a quasi-acceptance of it. I should sure lamp the Jeep up on the curb there. I'm only running into the shop or I'm only running into the school. But, I mean, if you go to other countries or, or, or around Europe, I mean, this is completely or unacceptable. So, as my colleague councillor... Do you
1: know what happens said, in Moscow?
3: Do I know what happens in Moscow? <laughs> uh, I've no idea what happens in Moscow, but I know Connor? it happens in Germany. we all in Moscow.
1: We're, we're, Listen, what, uh, what, friends, what, about what about Kevin Sheehan's point? What uh, about Kevin Sheehan's point about, you know, the friendly Garda? Should that presence be there outside schools? Well, to do you know what I'd
3: like, Kevin, is I'd like the, uh, the RSA and the Gardaí to actually launch a campaign whereby the Gardaí w- would go into the schools and talk to the kids, first of all, and run awareness campaigns and send information home in in, in, in information packs because I, I can see where where Brody Collins is coming from. I mean, you don't want a heavy-handed ab- approach where, w- whereby people... Are, are necessarily getting fined, are, are getting fined or penalty points? But you, you know, I can see the merits of somebody giving a parent a tap on the shoulder and saying, "Look, yeah. listen." But but is there? But is there? Like a, like I that.
1: mean, does Kevin Sheehan not have a point when he says, "You know, children's safety is at the heart of this"? So could you argue that when it comes to schools, maybe it's where the fines should be handed out more than elsewhere? Well, t- to be honest. Joe, I think in the first instance,
3: I think people don't even sometimes realise exactly from the point of view of how inc- of how inconsiderate this sort of pavement parking is. And, and, and I think in some cases, they just need to be told, look, do you mind moving the car? Um, and a lot of the time, if they're told not to do it, they won't do it again. So in the first instance, I wouldn't be in favour necessarily of, of the heavy-handed approach. But, like, I mean, the, the, the fact of the matter is is that there are far too many people making short, unnecessary, you know, single or double occupant um, private car journeys, and we need to get these people back walking and cycling safely t- to school. And we've seen that in the city already with I- I- initiatives like the Dymric Cycle Bus, Um led by Anne Cronin, Mm. um, you know, and you see the way that those people cycle from the north side over to the school, over to Limerick School Project. And first of all, I don't think they should necessarily have to do that. They should be able to do it safely. But but the fact of the matter is, is that we need to get these school kids back on on bikes, and back on their
1: feet and right. out of cars. Oh, OK, OK. All right, well, listen, thank you uh, both, uh, Conor Sheehan and Kevin Sheehan, um, separate parties, uh, separate electoral areas, and Councillor Bridie Collins, based in Adair, uh, for raising all of that, uh, the three of you this morning. Interested t- as to what you think. 086 123 95 A guard of presence outside schools at drop-off and pick-up times. Um, the song we're about to play... Honestly, there is no connection to the fact that it's Richard Marks right here waiting for you. Private card.
0: Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.